Good morning. Today is Thursday, August 27th, 2020. I did something this week I have never done before. I took an axe and I chopped the high holiday machsar into pieces. It is very painful to do, even as I understand and embrace why we have to do it. And it is a very serious step to take, only because of the extraordinary circumstance in which we find ourselves. This year, we must have shorter prayer services because of the health risk, so that we are not gathered close together for too long a time, and also to accommodate the people who want to come with social distancing. In normal years, our sanctuary sits 650 people. This year, we will have 90 people inside and 53 people outdoors in our tent. If it rains hard, then the 53 goes down to about 40 because if you sit at the edges, you'll get wet. So the first point that I want to make is that, as I've been discussing many, many times, this is Shas Hadchak. This is an extraordinary circumstance for safety to protect our health and should not and will not be taken as normative in future years. The second point is that all of our plans and everything that I'm sharing with you now is as of this moment and it is subject to change should the situation changes. So we start our process by deciding on the maximum amount of time for a prayer service. And we have decided, again as of this moment, that that is a two-hour maximum. Based on the medical experts that we have consulted, based on halachic guidance from authorities that we have consulted, so we have decided that we will not surpass two hours at any one time. So the question is, how do we go from our regular Rosh Hashanah service, which is five and a half hours, down to two hours? So let me share with you just very briefly a little of the thinking that goes into it, which uh, may be helpful in putting things into perspective. The first thing is, I am not planning to speak in person on Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur. Uh, if I do, it would only be for one or two minutes, and that's because there is a higher risk of transmission through loud speaking, just like through loud singing, even with distancing, even with masks, but the louder one is projecting, the more the risk is. So my plan at the moment is not to speak in person. I will be doing many Zoom sessions uh, before and printed 
uh, sermons and Divrei Torah the day of. And please see the emails for all the details because there will certainly be a lot of learning and a lot of talking going on just in uh, different forms. Uh, so that will cut off quite a chunk. The next chunk is Kriyasa Torah, the Torah reading. So usually the Torah reading takes between 45 to 60 minutes. The problem with the regular Torah reading now is that normally it's two men standing close side by side, one reading from the Torah, one having the Aliyah. We've discussed this before. So currently what we are doing is that we only have one person, usually it's Rabbi Alex, and that one person takes the Torah out of the ark, puts it down, takes all of the aliyos himself, makes the bracha before and after each aliyah, does hagba and glila, lifts and wraps the Torah himself, so there is only one person involved in the entire thing, and that is much more safe because no one is standing close to anyone else. Also, it's much quicker because you're not calling people up, you're not uh, announcing people's names, you're not waiting for people to walk, you're not waiting for people that didn't hear their name, they were talking to someone else, so you have to remind them it's time to come up. Um, also, uh, no mishabayraks, no prayers in between, so it's much shorter. For Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we're planning one slight change in the detail, and that is that we are planning, again, just one person doing the whole thing by himself, but to only have one aliyah, that is, one bracha at the very beginning of the Torah reading, and then the second bracha at the very end of the Torah reading, which, by the way, this is supported by some of the authorities, not all of them, so this is a leniency that we are using under these extraordinary circumstances, but by the way, that's the way the Torah reading originally was at the time of the Gemara, when it was first instituted, there was only one bracha made at the very beginning of the Torah reading, and a second bracha made only at the very end of the Torah reading. So in a sense, we are returning to that original practice. Again, it's not normative, but it is what we will do, both for safety and to save time this year. As I mentioned before, there will be no chazanut, no cantorial singing, no loud singing for safety. And that, of course, is a large time savings. And also, it is a large loss in terms of how many people relate to the service. But again, that's what we have to do this year. In addition to that, we will shorten the normal prayer service. So, for example, Psuki de Zimra, the first section of the davening that usually takes about 40 minutes, four zero. We are going to shorten that to about five minutes, just Baruch Shamar, Ashrei, and then Nishmash, Nishmas until Yishtabach. So from 40 to about five to seven minutes. The largest amount of savings will come from omitting almost all of the piyutim. The piyutim are the poems, the beautiful and moving high holiday liturgy poetry that has been written over the centuries that adds so much beauty and so much meaning to the service, 
but since that comes from later sources, it is not obligatory, it is a custom, and we are allowed to dispense with it with heavy hearts when it is absolutely necessary. So what that means is the section of the davening from Baruch Hu until the Amidah will be the same as every regular Shabbos on first day Rosh Hashanah Shabbos and on Sunday, second day Rosh Hashanah, exactly the same as every weekday. No additional poetry between Baruch Hu and the Amidah. The individual Amidah will be as regular for that day, the Rosh Hashanah davening, as it normally would be. And as I've mentioned before, and I'm certain that I will mention it again, this is the prayer that should be our focus of emphasis, of uh, consciousness, of awareness. This time when we're speaking privately, directly to God should be this year, the absolute focus of our attention and effort in prayer during the services. Hazar Sashatz, the reader's repetition of the Amidah, will be the same as the private Amidah. So that means without all of the piyutim, all of the additions, it will be the same as just repeating the chazan will be repeating exactly what was said by each private individual, no additions. I want to make it very clear that I strongly urge for you and for me that those prayers that we omit this year, we should say them at home. They can be said at home, they can be said by ourselves, and we should add them to our day the service is going to be much shorter. So that means you're going to have a lot more time at home. Part of that time should be to say the prayers that we are omitting in the synagogue. But we do recognize that we need some small sense of the awe of Rosh Hashanah. It does have to be a Yom Hadin, a day of judgment, a day of overwhelming heaviness and seriousness, and so we will select one piyut, one of the famous poems, one of the emotional characteristic poems for each prayer. So for example, for Shachris, we will add the very significant, emotional, meaningful prayer, Kel Orach Din. We will add that to the reader's repetition. And Musaf, we will add we will not have the Kohanim doing Birchas Kohanim, the priestly blessing, because we do not want to have a situation where these men are standing close, waiting to have their hands washed, and therefore it will be recited by the Chazan, like in every regular day and Shabbos. Concerning the Shofar, First of all, this year is unusual because the first day of Rosh Hashanah is Shabbos. We never blow shofar on Shabbos, even when it's the first day of Rosh Hashanah. And this is a subject that I'm going to return to a little bit later. It's a very something very important that I want to share with you. But we do have shofar on Sunday. In a regular year in Shul, we hear 100 sounds of the shofar during the service. The truth is, really, the requirement, according to halacha, is only 30. 
there is a difference of opinion whether the proper time to hear the 30 sounds is before Musaf starts, right after the Haftorah, or during the reader's repetition. So in a normal year, we do both, 30 before Musaf and 30 during Musaf, that's 60. We have a custom that once we have heard 60, at the very end of Musaf, we do 40 more to come to a total of 100. But that 100, the last 60 is purely a custom, a minhag, and the first 60 is really only a requirement of 30, just we're not sure when to do it. In our situation this year, we will stick with the required 30 sounds. If a person wants to hear more, we will have many opportunities during the day to hear the shofar that's uh, published in our schedule, um, but we are going to, within the service, only have 30. Now, we are planning the following procedure. For our indoor service, we are not comfortable blowing shofar at all. Blowing shofar is a higher risk activity, perhaps even higher than singing or speaking loudly. That's a subject of dispute among researchers, but it is a higher risk. And therefore, what we will do during our indoor service is we will finish the service without any shofar. At the end of the service, we will ask everyone to go outside, and outside we will blow shofar. Outside, of course, the risk is much, much less. We're doing that every morning now, and we have the person blowing shofar standing just outside the tent with the shofar facing away from the congregation. Also, uh, in our daily morning minion, um, because we are davening early and we don't want to wake people up, the purpose of the shofar is to wake people up, but not literally to wake up the neighbors that may not want to get up that early. We're careful to stand on the side of the tent towards the train tracks that is away from our neighbors. So we're trying to be considerate of our neighbors at the same time. But we'll be doing the same thing. We'll be blowing outside and that reduces the risk tremendously. Our outdoor service, we will do 30 sounds of the shofar before Musaf only. So again, the same number of sounds, just that outdoors, we can do them during the service, Indoors, we're going to wait to the end and go outside. We have certain halachic time limitations. The latest time to say the Amidah for Shachris, the morning prayer, is on this Rosh Hashanah about 10.30 a.m. Musaf can be later any time during the day. So the latest time to start the service, the way that we're planning to do it, is 10 a.m. Now, by leaving time between services to sanitize everything, we can only do two services outdoors, one at 7 a.m. and the next at 10 a.m. We're planning to do one indoor service at 8 a.m. All of this information is on the email that we've sent and we will be uh, publicizing it again, but I just want to give you the thinking that goes into it. We recognize 
that we cannot accommodate all who want to come into those three services. We also recognize that there are some who want to come, but they are not comfortable staying for an entire two-hour period. So, in addition to those two-hour services, we are also offering a one-hour option. Corresponding to what we have done in previous years of offering in the afternoon of Rosh Hashanah, a one-hour free fast and fun, this is going to be a little bit different, but it will be one hour. For this, a person who wants to follow the halakhic guidelines, we suggest that this person say their own shachris, the morning service, by themselves at home first, and then come to shul <coughs> and the rest of davening after shachris, there is no time limitation. It can be one hour any time of the day. We're planning to offer it at 11 and 1 and 3 p.m. And that one-hour service will consist of just a few selected prayers. Ashrei, Shema Yisrael, that's a biblical obligation, a mitzvah to say Shema. An abbreviated Torah reading that may be either partially or entirely in English. The silent Musaf Amidah, again, that should be the focus of a person's concentration and prayer effort this year. <clears throat> and I want you to keep this in mind. I've discussed this before. Even though we're not going to do the reader's repetition fully in this one-hour service, there would not be time possible to do it, there is a mitzvah to say the silent Amidah as part of a minion in shul beyond saying it just at home by oneself, even separate from the reader's repetition. Saying the Amidah silently together with the minion is a separate mitzvah from hearing the reader's repetition, two separate mitzvahs. As I said, for this one-hour service, we will not have a reader's repetition, Chazar Sashat, but we will say the Unasana Tokev prayer and Aleinu, and the mourner's Kaddish. And then on Sunday, the second day of Rosh Hashanah, when we have shofar, we will have the shofar also, again, 30 blasts of the shofar outdoors only. Lastly, we need to limit children. And this is something that is also very serious and very painful to have to do, but we have to. But we are not exactly sure of what the details are. We're not sure what the cutoff will be, what we, we will actually be required to do, because this situation, as you understand, especially in Montreal, well, in many other places also, is in flux. Because school is starting, experts are not sure how it's going to play out over the next couple of weeks. All of our plans may change, as I mentioned before, over the next couple of weeks, depending on what happens. At this moment, the guideline we are using is that we are assuming we will only be able to accommodate children 10 years old and older for all of our services. That may change. It may go down. It may go up. And we will get expert input 
as it gets closer to Rosh Hashanah. At the moment, we're assuming it's 10 years old, but that could change. In order to respond to that reality, we are planning a separate program just for children and their parents each afternoon of Rosh Hashanah later in the afternoon, approximately 4.30 p.m., and that will be outdoors in our tent. That will be families sitting on blankets, each family separated two meters. And that will be a program with Lala Leslie, Leslie Sherman, and me. Um, Leslie will sing some songs. I will probably tell a story, lead a prayer, and we will blow shofar. And that will be about 35 to 45 minutes, specifically for children later in the afternoon. So that is our thinking as of this moment. It's subject to change. It is very, uh, with a heavy heart, that we make these plans. But again, we embrace it because this year, this is what our mission is. This is what we are called on to do. And when the mission changes, we will pivot and change our plans as well. I would love to hear your feedback to any of this, your input, any advice you have for us as we go about planning this. And this is a work in progress that will be updated on a regular basis. My friends, I wish you a great day and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.